got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo, and this is episode 30-something, 36, 37, I can't remember, but it really doesn't matter because today we are discussing the Newlyweds episode, Celebrity Issues, which is such a good one. But first, I want to introduce my guest. She is a blogger. She is a huge Jessica fan and pop culture obsessed, just like all of us. She has a blog called Lila's Little Finds. Welcome, Lila. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I always knew I wanted to have you on because you were one of the fans that was so active in messaging me and talking about all the episodes, and I really appreciate you being such a loyal fan. (laughs) Yes, I have been with you since the beginning, since you started the podcast, and I just look forward to it so much every week or when you record, and I send you messages and materials. I just feel like I'm part of this awesome little community you guys built. It really is so cool. Thank you. I love it too. It's so awesome to meet people that I feel like, like when I talked to Troy from Dunzo and I had him on, I was like, it's like we've been living parallel pop culture lives (laughs) because it just feels like we all have this shorthand that we don't even have to really explain what we're talking about. Like we all just know what everyone's referring to all the time and we're just (laughs) all like obsessed. I love it. Absolutely. It's it's very funny because, you know, I think we all probably have like our group of friends and our family, right? And families, but it's like no one really understands the obsession with pop culture. But then when there's these podcasts like yours and Dunn's, of course, one of my favorites and Laguna Biatch and some of those, and it's like, oh, they get me, you know, it's like we're like friends through these podcasts and they totally understand like what my life has been for the past 34 years. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So do you want to talk a little bit about how you became a Jessica fan and why you are such a big Jessica fan? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. So I'm actually from Mexico, Mexico City, and I moved here when I was like 12 or 13. So I think that's when Jessica was starting, you know, her and Brittany and all of the girls. I've always been kind of like the girl that goes for the underdog. And I always felt like, unfortunately, Jessica got that. 
Uh, so I just always root it for her. I, I, of course, like you, I love Brittany and I like Christina and even Mandy, but I just thought there was something so wholesome about her that was cool. And I have this vivid memory that I went to the store and saw like a J14 magazine and she was like on there, you know, on the cover. And I think they took that photo where she says like, I love Nick and her shirt. <laughs> so that's kind of like since I started liking her. And then I remember when her and Nick broke up and kind of made the news and thinking like, oh, that's so sad because being from Mexico, they look like Ken and Barbie, you know, like what you picture. Right. <laughs> and yeah, it was so cool. And then, of course, when Newlyweds came out, that's when I think I like really related to her. Just um, obviously I was younger, not married, but just I loved her there. So that's when the craziness started. And it's kind of cool that she's kind of come back, you know, like as an adult now myself with her clothing line and with, you know, her family and her book and everything is like, wow, she's still around after all this time and so relevant and relatable. So I just love her. And how do you feel about Miss Ashley? Oh, <laughs> I love her too. So it's <laughs> funny because I've always felt like if I'm ever on the podcast, how will I say, you know, I like each other. But I think with Jessica, obviously, there's like a lot of nostalgia and growing up with that music, right? And with Ashley, obviously, after Newlyweds and then when Ashley came out with a show, I think like many people, it's just like, oh my God, I was that age. Like I can totally relate to Ashley. I was about to go to college and wanted to have fun in the dorm. So she was more relatable at the time. But as the years have gone, now that I'm like, I work in corporate and the way I dress is more like Jessica and everything is like, they each kind of have a part of my heart. But to me, you know, autobiography is like one of the best albums. There's no skips. It's awesome. I remember driving to Walmart to get it the day it came out. So they both hold a really special place in my heart, I think, in just different ways, which is very cool. Yeah, I always say they're like two sides of the same coin. Right. Like different, but similar, you know? Exactly, exactly. They feed each part of the soul differently. Mm -hmm. Do you have any experiences seeing them live or meeting them? Uh, so not meeting them, unfortunately, uh, but I did see Jessica Simpson live. Uh, she was here in Orlando, which is where I live in Orlando, Florida. And she did the Red Hot and Boom, which is actually one of the episodes for Newlyweds where she comes to Orlando for 4th, 4th of July. And so I saw her there and I remember her being like, look at the camera. So MTV was filming for it. And it's like, you guys are all on MTV now, you know, and I think at that moment, not realizing like the magnitude of what the show was going to be. So um, I remember seeing her there and she sang a couple of songs with Nick and then she sent the, she sang the national anthem. So that was very cool. I hope one day I would love for her to come on tour. I really think she'll be surprised how many people will go to the show. Oh my gosh. Well, can we talk about how she said on HSN that Fiend, the perfume is named after a song that she wrote about Eric called Fiend? Yeah, crazy, right? And I'm like, excuse me, why are you sitting on this song, Jessica? We need it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, I don't know what, obviously I know, like I said, COVID, but I don't know. It's like, what are you waiting for? Like, let's just go on tour, take the music you have, sing new songs, get with Ashley, do a dual part <laughs> tour and let's just go. And even if she just did a, I mean, I would love new songs, obviously, but even if either of them right. just did a tour, like they, they each have enough songs, you know, and 
everything is coming back right now with the 2000s. It could be a total mm-hmm. nostalgia thing. And um, I think it's coming, especially for Jessica. But I don't know. It's interesting how she drops these like little hints. Because I remember months mm-hmm. ago when she was on Good Morning America promoting her paperback version of Open Book coming out, she like mentioned briefly and the interviewers like, I don't want to call them idiots, but they upset me because they didn't even like catch it and ask her about it really. She like kind of said that, you know, Eric is finally getting to experience me as an artist, as as a musician and singer, because, you know, for years I was just doing the line and he met me after and everything. And I was like, why aren't they grilling her about when's the album coming out? Like they just are talking about other things. I mean, I know that she was there for the book, so they probably had to stay on that. But geez, I'm very, very curious to see what's going to happen. I totally agree. I think um, sometimes they miss the mark because, you know, the, they're there for the clothes or the book. And she's done amazing. Of course, her book is, oh, my God, I read through that thing so quickly. Um, so it was amazing. But yeah, it's like, please ask her. So I hope so. And as far as Ashley goes, I I know you had someone in the episode, in one of the episodes that I think was one of your friends and she read some of her cards and seemed like Ashley was content that's what she said Mm -hmm. and I feel that too like when I see her post like she's content but like a little piece of her feels like missing or maybe everything was so upsetting right with SNL and how awful we were back then but I feel like if she came on like on tour and so many people will show up that I think it will like would fill her soul again like I'm just speaking for what I think right but I I think so many people love those albums that it would just maybe would change her mind about how things were because we thankfully live in a little bit of a better world now than we did when SNL happened, you know? Yes. Thank God for that. (laughs) Yes. Amen. (laughs) And pivoting back to Jessica, because she was, she has been like in the news a little bit this week. Like she's been promoting and stuff because she did her HSN thing. So we were talking about a few weeks ago that filmmaker Justin had recorded something with her and we didn't know what and they were teasing it and stuff and now we see those images match the images that are in this new fall campaign for the Jessica Simpson collection so unfortunately I mean as much as we love the collection you know we were hoping that it was an you know an album or a music video release or something um but I saw a very quick clip it was like just mixed in with other clips from this fall video campaign for the collection. Yes. And she's like lip syncing something, right? Did right. you see this? I saw that. Yes, I saw it too. And I can't remember which account it was because I follow so many pop culture ones. And I feel like I haven't seen it since. But yeah, she was like wearing the jacket, I think, the jean jacket. And she was lip syncing to something. You know, we couldn't hear. And it's like, is this like a video? Is it a video for the clothing line? But it, it looked different than what we have seen you know the little clip behind the scenes for the 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 clothing line I had the same experience I saw that clip somewhere because I didn't watch it on tv and I can't remember where it was I have to ask Amanda because I'm sure she put it on Jessica Simpson tribute at some point but I don't remember where I saw it and I was like did I dream that like (laughs) because I want it to happen so bad I'm like is this just my subconscious mind like playing (laughs) tricks on me and I think that If it's not her music video, I think she is going to use a song in the campaign, Mm -hmm. which would make perfect sense. Why wouldn't she when she has 
the ability to create songs, use a, yeah. a catchy song or something for her. I mean, she could even bring back an old song, you know, she could do like the irresistible perfume or something. I mean, I know that wasn't her favorite, but whatever, that's just an example, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it would just be such an opportunity right now. And with, you know, she had the book, she had the paperback, a lot more people know her. I'm sure some people have connected just through the clothing. Like I have friends that you know, they know I'm like a fan. I, I own like a lot of her pieces and they just tell me like they bought clothes, but they're not, you know, they weren't like big fans of her growing up, but she has that connection where she can just attract so many new people on top of like her old fans, like you and I, <laughs> you know, that we've been there from the beginning. Absolutely. And I'm really curious to see how the Amazon thing will tie into all of this too, because no matter what happens, we know that's coming. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm just excited. <laughs> I am so excited too. I, I just think it would be so cool. And, you know, watching all the newlywed episodes again, um, not, you know, when you recap them for the podcast, but I just always had watched them on YouTube because they were there. And I just think it would be so cool seeing her like in this different light, you know, because that reality show, we, you know, we all know that it really wasn't her and how it was portrayed at the time. So just to see her now, she's such a different person that she was on that show she's not the same and it would be cool to see that side of her so I know she doesn't want to do like you know she's always said I wouldn't do reality again but there is like this docu-series so I'm curious how they will handle that and like what would we get to see right oh I'm so that's the thing I'm most curious about is the docu-series like what is it going to actually be Mm -hmm, exactly because we see her kids it's not like you know she doesn't show her kids like other celebrities we see her husband and you know, we feel like we see a lot of her. So it'd be interesting to to see that. But that's the part, me too, that I'm the most excited about, for sure. Oh, so, so, so excited to see how that all turns out. And of course, we'll <laughs> be covering it here, so. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's get into this episode because it is, oh, so, there's so much to talk about. I say this every time, but like, seriously, th- this is a lot, this episode. <laughs> It is. It's called Celebrity Issues, and it's season 2.5, episode 3. It aired on June 30th, 2004. And let's get right into it. We The whole theme of this episode is they've gotten much more famous than they were, and it's just basically there's not really a storyline. It's all these random clips of them being famous and then right. this, this argument that's pasted into the middle of it that really doesn't have anything to do with being a celebrity but and then this vacation that they absolutely have to take because they're so stressed from being celebrities (laughs) right (laughs) it opens with a random clip that has nothing to do with anything and we don't know where it's from but it's just (laughs) the yawning yeah the heavy yawning in the car and Casey says I heard that you yawn like that when you don't get enough oxygen to the brain so Jessica plugs her nose (laughs) laughing so hard at that like it's such a Jessica moment she's like why are you doing that yeah and I think it's the perfect example of like at this point she understands that she has a character that she has Mm -hmm. to fulfill I'm sure she didn't actually think that plugging her nose would help push oxygen into her brain but she just Mm -hmm. knew it was like one of those funny cute things that she could do on the show that they would definitely include yes I totally agree I think like I feel like I do that sometimes too. And, and when like I watch the show again, I find myself kind of being like that kind of dumb, but I know I'm just being like 
funny. Like, I don't really believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I kind of like to make people think that I do. And I feel like she she knew that, you know, she's like, I'm just silly. It, that's so cool. Like, that's what's so cool about her. She's just silly and fun. And I, I feel like she's like everyone's friend. Yeah. And I think being silly like that, it actually, on the surface, you would be like, oh, that's immature. But I think it actually shows maturity and confidence because she's not afraid to just sound stupid and be silly. Like she's just with her friend and even though the cameras are on, she knows that everybody watching her, at least like the fans and the people that aren't just like the media writing mean stories, she knows that like we love her personality. Exactly. Yeah, she can poke fun at herself and she even does it now like in interviews, you know, the things she says and she's candid about it and she's like, it's who I am and I mean, that's why America fell in love with her. And that's why that show got so popular. Because it wasn't Nick, you know, let's be honest. (laughs) For sure. Which he once again demonstrates in this episode, among other things. But we'll get to it. We will. (laughs) Actually, right here. So Drew is at the house. And he makes a comment that, you know, he's like, do you have any more pictures you can add to your freaking shrine? And they show all these framed photos of Nick and Jessica together. And Nick is like, I did not do that. Do not blame me for that. And then he tells Drew to shut his hole. So I guess it's kind of good in a way that like he's just rude like that to everyone and not just women because it seemed like it was just women. But I guess that everyone has the benefit of Nick telling them to shut up. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely like you see him doing it to so many people. And I will say, like, I definitely agree with you and the guests on a lot of things. I do feel that back then we used, like, shut up and shut. I don't like when he says shut it. That That's what I feel is, like, rude. Um, but we definitely use, like, the word shut up a lot more where, like, now I'm like, I wouldn't say that to someone, you know? <laughs> and, like, yeah, that time it was, like, more appropriate. However, he overuses it and it's, like, it's so mean sometimes. Yeah, I think that... I think that shut up like we were talking I was talking about this with Amanda a couple weeks ago like shut like it's one thing to be like shut up but when you say shut it like and he always says it in this very pointed way like he doesn't playfully say it he says like he's like shut it like it's just so harsh yeah I agree it's like and it's like he has that mean face sometimes you know when he does it I know sometimes he played around with Casey and Jessica like Mm-hmm. Shut it, because you know there's like having two Jessicas there. But I have to think. I hope like he looked. I don't know. If he looks back at these episodes, but if he did, he'd be like, "Oh gosh, you know, so rude." I would hope so. <laughs> or he might be telling Vanessa to shut it. You know. Oh my God, I've said so many times, Vanessa. If you need help, call me. I will come pick you up. It's fine. If he at this age, when he's almost fifty, is still saying "shut it," I can't. That's. <laughs> the saddest thing I've ever heard so let's just pray for Vanessa yes absolutely and I can't believe he's almost 50 now that you say that I'm like really oh my gosh well yeah he has to be right because yeah he he must be like 48 right now or like around there so yeah I hope he's not saying shut it (laughs) it let's all move on from there amen So Jessica and Casey go shopping with Tina on Robertson Boulevard, and there's a lot of pictures online from this day because they really were being chased by paparazzi. But I do wonder if production asked them specifically to go to this area because Robertson was known as being like, that is the place where you would get paparazzi. They would hang out there. They would just wait because it was always Lindsay, Paris, Brittany, Olsen Twins, you know, Misha Barton, Nicole Richie. I mean, the whole slew of 
of them um, were always shopping there. And it was very easy to get pictures of celebrities there. It was like one of the hotspots, like the Ivy or something like that. And so I think it's funny how they all seem like so surprised and offended that there's so many paparazzi there because I think we all know that that was like a major spot for that. I completely agree with you. And when I was watching this episode, I remember a, I read it somewhere where Kim Kardashian, because we all know, you know, she wanted to get famous and was like Paris's friend. And she's like, I never paid paparazzi back then. She didn't say now because we know that now they might. But <laughs> she said back then, like, I never paid paparazzi, but I would go to Robinson Boulevard and hang out or I would go to like Lisa Klein or Kitson that, you know, was around there. So I was surprised too. Like, I'm like, you know, you're parking your car like in the front. That is the place to be. <laughs> There's going to be paparazzis. Um, so yeah, I do wonder how much of that was, you know, planned. But I mean, if you want to talk like early 2000s tabloid photos, like Lisa Klein, Kitson, that area was it, right? That was the place to go. So I think that like it was it was real in the sense that I don't think they called paparazzi for this because like you're saying, you didn't have to at that time. It was mm -hmm. just crazy on Robertson. But um, I think they probably said like we want to do an episode about how your lives have changed and how you're more famous than ever. So we need heavy paparazzi on you. You can tell later in the episode, they're chasing them in the car and stuff and they seem genuinely upset. Um, oh, so yeah. it might have just gotten out of hand. But I don't really believe that Jessica was surprised at all that it got as bad as it did. And honestly, like at the store, there was really only that one guy that came into the store. Otherwise, it was like, was it really necessary for her to leave out the back? It wasn't that crazy. They were just kind of standing there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you compare it to some like, crazy paparazzi where there's like 50 of them right so yeah I mean there was a few and I did think it was creepy when the guy came in and her reaction was very genuine where she's like well oh, oh is that legal can you, <laughs> you know like you could tell she was like wait a minute can you but it is insane like I buy tabloid magazines now they're so skinny but back then they were like so thick there was so much to it and you know I know it was awful for people of course for the celebrities but I did enjoy seeing those like you know, kind of candid photos that like now it's so different because of social media. Yes, I remember um, back in the day I used to check Oh No They Didn't, the <laughs> live journal. Did you ever check that? Yes, yes I did. That was where I got all my celebrity photos and basically that was like it because there wasn't Twitter. There, That right. was where I saw all the pictures and then of course just Jared and like X17 and stuff. But you had to actually like go – on your phone or go on the computer and check for photos or you had to buy the magazine. Whereas yeah. now it's like, I just feel like there, I see pictures of celebrities everywhere on every social media. It's like, no matter what's going on, there's always something you had to really like seek it out back then. Absolutely. And it's almost like now when we see them, at least on the phone, right? Cause that's mostly where we, we see them. It's just like, Oh, okay. They were hanging around. There's like nothing exciting because we literally have access to like their own personal Instagrams. So it's just, you just go there. Now, when you see one of people that don't have social media, like if I was to see like Mary Kay and Ashley, you know, like those people are, they don't have social media or at least public, like those are exciting. But the rest, you know, you're just like, ah, oh, okay, they're there. Just like life has changed so much. And while I do appreciate social media, I miss the days of like getting that, you know, 10 different tabloids and they were big and there was tons of photos in there. We don't have that anymore. 
Exactly. And I think that's why I'm still so fascinated by the Olsen twins because they don't put themselves out there at all. When that when they made that video for Ashley Benson and the whole internet freaked out, I was totally there. I was like, this is the best video of all time. Oscar, like, like I'm obsessed. Oh my God, they did something other than like smoke on the street corner. I love it. Yes, they they weren't you know they didn't have four Starbucks each. They they were actually <laughs> talking and smiling a little bit. It's like it's Mary Kate. Is that a smile? Is that a smile? <laughs> I know that is a documentary. I would oh my god, would I pay a lot oh, to yeah. see a documentary about them? Like not made by them, but maybe made with like a really good Academy Award winning director or writer. Um, where they are like a producer on it and they can talk about their past and how they feel about it and everything and then how they run their lives today and everything. Absolutely. And I, I hope they do one day, you know, they have so much success without doing it, which is crazy with all their different clothing lines and, you know, the expensive ones, the one at Kohl's, like all different ones. But I think that would be really interesting. They're just, they're like an enigma to me. Like I really do wonder like what what is going on in their life and i mean the most we heard obviously was when mary kate got divorced during the pandemic and that was exciting just seeing like photos of her and <laughs> they're, they're around <laughs> they're here i know it's so interesting to me to think about because it's just how does it like what does it do to a person's brain when they don't even know what it's like to not be famous yeah Exactly. It's like, you know, it's like that circus documentary that Brittany said, like, you think my life is weird. It's not weird to me. It's all I've ever known. And I think like for the Aussie twins, they don't know anything else, but you definitely see how it's, I don't want to say affect them, right? Because I don't know their mental health or anything, but something is not quite, you know, there because mm -hmm. your life is just so differently and different. And also to have like so much money at your disposal at like such a young age like can you imagine us regular people I can't even imagine having like a camera around me and that much money and all these stuff things happening it's, it's it's just not like what happens to everyone so yeah you definitely notice like something is not quite right and Mary Kay and Ashley fans don't come after me I know you listen to this podcast too <laughs> When you say that, I mean, I don't even think you really mean that in a bad way because yeah. I, I kind of see it as like, yes, obviously everybody knows that there's something up with them because of what they experience as children. I mean, I can't even imagine the pressure on them when they were like four. Like it's not even – at least Brittany has the memory of being like eight and going to the grocery store, yeah. you know, even though she became famous young. This is someone who became famous when they were six months old. So it's like no memory of not – their early memories are like being on the set, filming, being on the red carpet, learning mm -hmm. lines, being told what to say, being told what to do. Like I would love for them to honestly speak about how that feels if they even can because they don't know any difference. So to them, it's just their life. Yeah, it's just their lives. It is very weird. I remember on um, VH1, it was one of the shows they would do uh, – what were the shows they did on VH1? I forgot. Oh, behind, behind. Well, it wasn't behind the music, but it was like one of driven or something like that. And there's a scene that they're talking about them being young and they're so tired because they were doing Full House and all the movies. And Ashley was like, we better be getting paid at least, you know, $10 for all this. And the other twin was like, no, no, no. We better get at least $15 or some number like that. And just like they had no concept of, no, 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 you're getting millions because they're little kids. So 
it is totally insane. I would love that, that documentary. I would be like, you know, right there in front of the TV at midnight when it comes out. Well, I actually, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I have like a six degree of separation from somebody who worked at the row. This is totally like through the grapevine. So I could be so wrong, but apparently they have received so many offers to do something like this, which I don't think that's shocking. But my friend who knows somebody who worked at the row said that they actually were filming for something at some point, like they worked in the building, and they saw the cameras come in, they saw Mary Kate and Ashley with the cameras. So they knew something was happening. And it never came out and nothing ever happened with it. So maybe they at some point were trying to do something and it could have been totally just about the row because as I said this happened at the row offices right. um but regardless whatever it was they obviously it didn't work out for whatever reason so I wonder if they got cold feet and they were like we don't want to be on camera in any way because we were forced to do it for so long and we're over it <laughs> yeah like we're done and then if you know there's our sister and she's like you know being nominated for awards and doing great on tv which is so wild to me right like how they want it completely out. And then you have Elizabeth like doing all these like really good projects. It's right. pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to <laughs> Robertson Boulevard. <laughs> right. I actually remember reading in a tabloid back in the day about this shade that uh, Lisa Klein installed in their front window because there were so many celebrities shopping there and they were actually losing business because the celebrity would come, the paparazzi would come chase them and the celebrity would be like, I have to get out of here. And they would leave, of course, affecting business, right? So they put that shade in and it's just funny. Like it was funny because I remember reading that and then seeing this episode and being like, oh my God, there's the shade that they installed. (laughs) Like, that is it. Is that store still there? I know, like, Kitson might be there, but, like, it's completely weird. I don't even know if it's there. Their Instagram is crazy. I think Kitson is closed, but let me look up Lisa Klein. I want to say it's gone, but I don't know. Lisa Klein. Oh, it looks like it's – I don't know if they still have a storefront, but she still has a website. Yeah, yeah, she does. Very interesting. But, yeah, that was – where all the celebrities would go. So it is very, very crazy that she had to put that shade in. But I get why. I mean, it was it was insane. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so Jessica's complaining and saying like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't mean complaining in a bad way. Like it was, you know, wrong of her to complain. But she's saying like, I don't understand what more they want. Like they got the picture of me leaving the store. Like what do they think is going to happen? And I think at that point, it was about, well, we want to just push her to the point where she freaks out and does something crazy, which, you know, you know, Brittany did before, like when she threw the milkshakes on them, you know, I mean, obviously, there were more intense things that happened that we don't have to tread on again. But like, you know, Brittany would do little things like curse at them here and there and stuff like that. And I think that's what they were trying to get Jessica to do. Absolutely. And she even says it, you know, like, as they have to leave and everything like I know what they want me to do but I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it and you know you do wonder like God, they have so many photos now like why don't they just leave them alone but then you know there could be that paparazzi that left and then something crazy did happen and they missed it and there's like a hundred thousand dollars so it's you know it's a shady business it was but there was definitely a lot of money in it so they were not going to leave until that person like made it home because they wanted to make sure they got the shot, which is so nuts. Right. And I remember there were so many different tactics that I don't know if Jessica 
ever did them, but I remember um, it being a story that when Madonna was living in London with when she was married to Guy Ritchie and she had younger children and she was when she wasn't performing, she was really trying to be like low key. She would wear the same Adidas matching jumpsuit when she would leave the house because she wanted the paparazzi to leave her alone and she was like if they if they have the same look every time they can't sell the photos people are going to be like we already saw these oh wow yeah I don't know if it really ended up working because I still would see like it would it was obvious that she was in the same outfit you know it would say well here's this is March 23rd and this is March 26th and it was boring it was just her like riding a bike but still like she was Madonna so they made money from it yeah, they don't care what they're doing. And if they're going to a different place or something that could be attractive to people like us that were obsessed about where they were, where they shop, it's like, we don't care if you have the same outfit. Give us your photo, Madonna. Those were crazy times. I, I feel sometimes I contributed because I bought so much of the tabloids. And now that's like a different movement and think you do feel bad, right? But uh, I don't know. It's one of those one of those things that I do feel like we're, it's a little bit better now, at least. Yeah, it is. Okay, so then they they switch over to Nick, who's just home playing video games with Drew. And there's two kids playing. They had this empty lot on the side of their house, which eventually I want to say Nick fixes up in a later episode, right? He like puts grass down and stuff. Yes, because he's like annoyed of how it looks. I do. I did think that's coming. Yeah, and it did look bad. I mean, when you have a big mansion like that, it, it's kind of strange to have like right next to it this half grown over, half not lot. You know, it, it doesn't exactly yeah. go with the luxury look. And the kids are playing, and he goes, "My house is not a freaking theme park." <laughs> that made me so mad when I watched it, and I've I've seen this episode a lot of times, but I watched it two times. Now we were talking about it, and I was like, "Man, Nick, why you gotta be so mean?" I know just let them play like you're not using it it's not like they're on your porch or something like that it's just an empty lot that you're not doing anything with and they're kids (laughs) just let them play they might not have anywhere else to go you know I know they were just riding their bikes and being innocent and he was just like so mean but can we talk about him playing the video game because it was just like such a staple of like what the whole show is it's just here we go and you know Jessica even if she's shopping we know she shops for looks for events and singing and there's nick at home playing video games like ugh. (laughs) right i know that he was on charmed around this time so he was doing something and he must have been doing other stuff too and i would just wonder because i know obviously we know it's a fact she was busier than him and she was more famous than him but he was still like one half of the newlyweds it was a big deal so like he must have been doing some things and after a while they just don't even show it anymore like they just don't care at all what he does i know like watching it now you know especially as an adult and seeing it you're like i mean there's definitely like you know heavy editing and stuff but yeah, like, why didn't they touch on things that he was doing? And I don't know if they sort of gave him that role at that point. Like, he's just gonna, we're just gonna make it look like, you know, kind of what it was, that she was a lot more famous than him. But also, like, we're gonna exaggerate. We're not gonna show anything he did. He did this album. It flopped. Now, just he stays home, goes to Home Depot, plays games, and <laughs> it's been too little kids, you know? Like, that's it. Yeah, I actually, um, because I do have some Nick fans that follow and I think it's great that they listen it's flattering that even though I always diss him they still listen so they must think it's a good quality podcast even if they hate my you know dissing of him um so I thank you guys for listening and putting up with my Nick uh dissing but one of them I'm so sorry I can't remember who uh which person it was but someone said google Nick Lachey 2004 because 
there are like several things that he did that they could have shown like he sung the national anthem at a Reds game and he did TRL with Anne Hathaway one day. There were all these other things that he was doing. They just weren't being shown. And I think maybe that contributed to a lot of tension because even though that wasn't Jessica's fault, she was just being her fabulous self. So it wasn't her fault. It's not like she was keeping him off the show, but of course, her dad is like a major part of the show, so he probably had something to do with it because, of course, she's always going to be in his best interest, especially if, like, yeah. Nick isn't his favorite person. So I think that really tied into a lot of their problems. Yeah, you definitely read my mind because I do feel like, you know, we saw it in some of the episodes where Nick, you know, the, the time they don't show him in that one episode or they, they, I don't know, they refer to him as Jessica Simpson's husband or like they didn't show his part or something and he was like so upset about it so he obviously he did care like I think that part wasn't fake he did care and I think he was definitely you know like even though that was his wife I think he did get jealous of how successful she was becoming so it, it you know that part is sad and I have to tell you like growing up when I was watching the show so 2004 I was graduating high school I kind of played to the part of like Oh, Jessica is, even though I loved her, like I thought of like, oh, Nick is the smart one. Nick is this. But like watching back, I kind of see a lot of things that he did that was so wrong. I just think at the time, like, you know, you don't see it as much, but I'm like, oh, he was mean or he was rude or, you know, they weren't a match for a girl. (laughs) He wasn't a match for a girl. Yeah. It's funny because in some ways, and we've talked about this so much, but in some ways they were such a good match. And in other ways, it just it just didn't work. Like it just didn't make sense. And I think that a lot of it was because he didn't have the respect to watch her grow. I think he liked who she was when he got with her and she didn't really know as much about the world and she wasn't as successful and he could feel like the man. And then once she started to grow, he just wasn't into it anymore. Yeah. I think that's what it was. And a good partner, like, you know, he'll, they'll be with you up and down. So you know, he has Vanessa now and she has Eric, so it's all good. Yes, it all worked out. Yeah. So we have um, Jess and Casey again being, you know, chased by the paparazzi. I thought it was funny that MTV added in like fake flashbulbs. Did you notice that? I did notice that. And I was like, she's going to notice too because I work in production myself here in Florida. So I know exactly like, you know, when they put the extra lines, I catch it. I always have. Mm -hmm. And those, I'm like, those weren't the flashes, but (laughs) it kind of looks like it because they're being so, uh, you know, they're hiding and everything. Right. So, okay. That's really interesting that you work in production. Do you, how do you feel about the editing of this show? (laughs) It's so bad. It's so bad. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, it's like, they just, like you said, this episode, I mean, this is a juicy episode, but things don't match the continuity is so bad like you know even watching this like tina is changing and in the next shot she's wearing the little juicy dress and then the other one she's changing so i'm like oh my goodness and those those lines that they add that's like did they have jessica go back and record these or nick you're like they didn't say that at that time you know so some things they definitely add fire to fuel to fire or however you say it it was like yeah no 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 Totally. That's what I would love to ask Jessica. Did you go in and record after the fact? Like, did they tell you what to say? Or were those things that you naturally said just at other times that they happened to get? Yeah, because even in this line, I know we're going to touch on it, but there's one where they're leaving the house and she's like, 
I don't want to go back home or something like that. And it sounds so sharp. Like if she was reading, mm -hmm. I noticed that I'm like, hmm, I think like it just sounds like they said, please say these lines. So I do wonder. I think that will be such a cool thing to when you have her on the show, because you will. You I will. will. Yes, It's coming. We all know it. Now, before we go to that, we have to talk about the voicemail that they left on Nick's phone. Oh, right. That very sexual, inappropriate voicemail. Listen to this. This is Ivy Real Operator, 7834, with a message. I love you, Nick, and I want a hot wife in the I bet she has a In the message, thank you, IP Real Operator, 7834. Wow. How do they know? That was really funny. I mean, all the blips, you're like, what was that girl saying? But it was really funny. <laughs> yes, I have to admit when I was uh, when I was probably like 12 or 13, we would call numbers that were supposedly celebrity numbers and we would never say anything like that. We just would like try to talk to them. <laughs> Yeah, who wouldn't want to? Yeah, but that's that's obviously so inappropriate. And like I think it's funny how, you know, this episode probably only added fuel to that fire because like I wonder who that was that then saw themselves on the show. Yes, I know. All I can think when I saw it was like, was that someone that worked like in telemarketing or like a store? You know, because it was so much easier before to see numbers that I was mm -hmm. like, I wonder if it was just somebody that saw it and they just they called, but my goodness, it was so inappropriate. But I did like that they show that. It's, it shows a little bit of like, you know, Nick having a fan, <laughs> someone caring about Nick. So it's like, oh. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe now, but back then Nick had fans. I mean, he still does, whatever. But, um, you know, we always talk about how he was just at home doing nothing, blah, blah, blah. But he really did have things to do. They just chose to feature Jessica which obviously we prefer and probably the right choice but you know as much of a jerk as he can be I mean what does that feel like for a person to just be completely ignored and passed over absolutely and you know I have to say I have seen 98 degrees a lot of times they come to Orlando every year almost for the Epcot wine and food festival so they're always here and I mean I do think he had you know some talent and yeah. I know when he's written with Jessica he's very good at that and like you said that's that's when I think they were really a good match. Like, it's very sweet how he helps her. It must have felt very sad for him. I didn't. And then, you know, MTV was like, yeah, we're giving you that role. <laughs> like, you have nothing going on in your life. Right. Like, I wonder if he, I know he was really reluctant to see the couples therapist. Jessica wrote about that in her book. So I wonder how he feels about just solo therapy and if he ever does it and like what he would say to a therapist about that because... You know, yeah. I think it's easy to just say, well, he, whatever, he deserves it. He's a jerk. He's rude to her. And that's true. But, like, he's still a person. And I just wonder, like, how much that messed with him, especially being that he had a big ego from being – I mean, he was by far the star of 98 Degrees, you know. Like, oh, yeah. he was used to being the Justin, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then he's in this other situation where he's the one in the background. Yeah, and he was the big star when him and Jessica got married. You know, I don't think he ever expected that. But it just also showed that he couldn't handle that. And that was sad, too, because, you know, they were coming together. They were coming up together. They were getting bigger together. And I feel like she would have supported him. But I don't think it was reciprocated. Yeah, I think so, too. I think if he, like, if Newlyweds had made him the star of newlyweds for whatever reason i think she would have been more supportive than he was of her yeah i think so too i definitely think so but that also just ties into like the classic dynamics too of like well the man is the breadwinner and stuff and yeah you know so it's complicated 
Definitely. But I do feel like Jessica would have been happy. Like, okay, hold on. I'm going to go shopping and like <laughs> for the house and I'll actually get the decorator that I want and the house team, you know, housekeeper that I want. So I think she would have been happy too. But, you know, she didn't. And now we have awesome stuff from her. So, yes. Now we go to P.F. Chang's, which I think it's hilarious that they're so rich and famous and they go to P.F. Chang's. Yes. Imagine how much great Chinese food is probably in L.A. and they're like, we're going to P.F. Chang's. I know. It's like, really? That's what you chose? (laughs) We have a P.F. Chang's near here and it's like, I would never, I mean, I'm not rich and famous and I would never choose that over just, not that people from uh, another nationality can't make the cuisine, but like, if I, if I want Chinese food, I want to walk in and there's like a Chinese person there who's making it, yeah. you know? I totally agree. Like, I freaking hate P.F. Chang's. Like, yeah, I think it's just not great at all. I'd much rather go like down, you know, across the street to the joint that we always go to and pay $12 versus 30 than going there. Right, right. Because Chinese places are usually pretty affordable and P.F. Chang's is like inflated prices. And it's, I mean, I know all Chinese food in America is Americanized. Right. But P.F. Chang's is just, it's just like to me, like defrosting something from the freezer section, you know? They they go and get like their own line that they have at Target and that's what they have in the freezer. Right, right. Like I also will not go to Olive Garden. Like I don't, I don't understand the Olive Garden thing. I do like some chain restaurants. Like I went to the Cheesecake Factory today. So no hate, no shade if you guys like going to the Olive Garden. But it's surprising that Jessica Simpson would choose that. Yeah, but it, and I do think like at the end of the day though, that's, that does add like some charm to her that she was still like a simple girl. And, and you know, we know Nick was too, like, you know, as much as we talk about him and stuff, he was, I think, like very simple and relatable, I guess, in a way he never wanted to overspend and stuff. So, I mean, you're like, okay, but, you know, if anything, P.F. Chance, you're like super overspending because it's not worth it. But one of my favorite scenes, I think, like, the whole series this pf chang thing oh my gosh <laughs> i agree this always stuck with me when i saw it as a kid i always remembered the scene because it's really interesting and i have to say you know a rare occasion i think nick is 100 percent right yeah i was very curious how you were going to feel about this yeah i mean look i don't i don't love the guy but i can give credit where credit's due unfortunately <laughs> You know, Jessica's very conservative, religious upbringing comes through here. And I'm not saying anything. I, I respect people that are conservative and I respect people who are religious, whether they're both or one or the other. Right. But this was just a little too slut shamey. Yeah. And I'm not saying all conservative people are like that. But, you know, I don't think that she would say the same thing now. I think that now she would cheer on those women, whereas in this conversation, she is knocking them down. I totally agree. I mean, I don't even know if, like, in the climate that we live in now, they would even air that. (laughs) They probably wouldn't because we'd get a lot of, you know, backlash from it or even, like, for the celebrity, like, Jessica in this instance. But, yeah, I mean... That's where you truly saw, I think, like her age, because she was very young, right? Like, you know, at that point, she's probably like 23, maybe 24, around there. Mm-hmm. And then you also see like, you know, her values, like from Texas and how they work. Because even when she says, marry a rich guy, and it's like, no, no, that's not better. Actually, it's better to work at Hooters. Yeah. And says, I've never been to Hooters in my life. It's like, then what are you talking about, Jess? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's really interesting that she thought that saying marry a rich guy would, like, help her case. 
Because it just dug her hole deeper. But let me start, if anyone doesn't remember this or didn't watch the episode right before, which you should always, if you're following along, you should always watch the episode first so you can (laughs) understand every detail of what we're discussing because it's very, very important and serious stuff here. So I didn't really understand the correlation. Somebody from Nick's high school came up to say hi. And then they, they get into talking about Hooters. And Nick claims what all men claim, which is they go there for the wings. Right. Every place in the world has wings. Like you go there for the boobs, but yes, whatever. <laughs> he gets a pass for that one. Jessica says, were you with me at this point? Like suggesting that if you're with me, like how dare you go to Hooters? Which even that I think is wrong because it's Hooters. I mean, it's not like a brothel. Yes, it's a restaurant. I mean, my family goes to Hooters like all the time and I go with him. I do go for the wings or the wraps, but like I wouldn't get mad if he told me he went to Hooters with one of his friends. Like I wouldn't even think about it, honestly. But she was just almost like, were you with me? Like if he said I was talking to that girl at that point or I was kissing that girl. It's like he just went to get some wings. I know. And it, it's it's like she's saying well am I not enough for you like why do you have to go look at those girls and it's I just don't think of it that way like I would never I mean I don't think I would care at all unless it was like he was always going to Hooters and it was like <laughs> I would be like are you like dating someone there or something but that could happen with any place that a man yeah. could frequent going so I don't know I also wouldn't I don't know how you feel about strip clubs because strippers do come into this conversation at some point yes I wouldn't like if my boyfriend was always going to the strip club but if his friend was having a party or a bachelor thing or whatever and he wanted to go I wouldn't you know I would just be like don't hook up with them like I don't know and I wouldn't even have to say that because hopefully I would be dating a man that I would trust enough I wouldn't have to say that you know so that whole thing when women are like you can't go to strip clubs you can't watch porn you for me as long as you're not cheating like I don't really care about that stuff I I totally agree with you and I mean I even have like really good friends that feel the opposite and like that's fine but yeah I mean even for like our our bachelor and bachelorette party, you know, like they, he went to Vegas and I'm like, yeah, do what you have to do. And I honestly don't even want details when he comes back because A, I'm marrying the person. <laughs> no, he's not going to cheat on me. And I hope he doesn't. And there's bigger problems that they do. But yeah, I mean, I actually have had a lot of fun when I've gone to strip clubs, like with my friends or with like, even with my fiance, like just for fun. So I don't see it as this, as this like, oh my god you went it's like you cheated on me it's like look honey they can cheat on you if they go to target and the the cashier is really pretty you know it doesn't have to be this strip club i know that they're wearing very skimpy clothes but i don't care absolutely and honestly i always feel like the cheaters are not the ones that openly go to Hooters. It's like you're saying the cheaters are the ones that I, I always say, like, if, if you're at a work party or something with your man and he completely avoids a really pretty girl that you should worry about. If he goes over and says hi and gives her a hug and kiss hello and all of that, he's not cheating. But if he doesn't say anything to her, <laughs> that's the person who's cheating. Exactly. They're avoiding like if he would have avoided the girl that came to say hi to him like what's going on but he was cool like hey yeah we went to high school so in this this scene I was like all Nick like how do you feel about when he said the Christina Aguilera thing in the blender cover you maybe are gonna touch on that part but that was like pretty interesting I mean what girl that works at Hooters is that's what you do for a living doesn't mean anything Nick you and Christina Aguilera do the same thing for a living Here's my point. All girls that work at Hooters aren't the same, and all girls that sing pop music aren't the same. 
Some people have to work in Hooters to pay their way through school. Nick. Let me ask you something. It's a different amount of girl working at Hooters. Which is more exposing, that or your blender cover? I didn't get paid to do the blender cover. What's the point in doing the blender cover? To further your career. To create exposure, which ultimately is going to pay you, OK? How is that any different than a girl wearing orange shorts and a white tank top and serving food and beer to guys? What? That's a very good point. Oh my god. When's the last time you were in Hooters? There's I've never been in Hooters in my life. Well, then what in the world are you talking about? How can you even speak on it? You've never been in one. You're trying to argue on a place very you've never different. been and about girls you've never seen. You've never been in a Hooters and you're sitting here trying to argue with me about it. Nick. I could argue with the spoon, it would be the same thing as talking to you about this stuff. Well, yeah, because Jessica kind of kicks off the slut shaming. And I don't, somebody who works at Hooters or somebody who's a stripper is not a slut. I'm just using that as a term. Um, but, you know, she doesn't really finish her sentence. She, she says, you know, any girl that works at Hooters is, you know, meaning not a high quality person, basically. Right. And he says he brings up Christina Aguilera. And I think that he does that because at the time, Christina was very provocative with her dirty era. Yeah. So I think he was bringing her up to say, well, this is someone who you respect. Christina Aguilera is showing a lot of her body. And Jessica's like, well, she's not on the street corner or whatever she says. And he says, what I'm saying is not all girls who work at Hooters are the same. And not all girls who work or who are pop stars are the same. Right. I get it because, you know, Christina Aguilera at that time came out with the album and it was completely different from what we were used to. So his comparison meant wealth. I think he really was trying to help her understand, but she wasn't. Like, mm -hmm. he's like, you know, what's the difference between this and your blender cover? And she's like, I didn't get paid for blender. He's like, what's the point of blender? To get publicity, which eventually you get paid for. So it is the same. And he's 100% right. And she knows that because she knows that, I mean, she's she was put through that so much. Like she said that she didn't want to do in the Irresistible Era, she didn't want to do FHM and Maxim yeah. and her label made her. Why did they make her? Because sex sells. And mm -hmm because that would further her career. And she knows that. So I feel like she was kind of playing a little dumb here. And I think, you know, um, I had another Nick fan say to me like, well, you know, you would be frustrated too if your wife was playing dumb. Like not that he thought she was dumb. He knew she wasn't. And he was frustrated by the fact that she kept acting that way for the cameras. And so I right. wonder if in this conversation, she was maybe doing that a little bit to like be right. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I mean, I have to say with that Nick fan, sure, you have a point because maybe to him at some point was like, I don't want to play this game. And it only added right to all the other things that we talked about. But at the same time with this conversation, she seems very truth to what she's saying. Like I, I literally do think that she is does feel that way or she did at the time I don't know mm -hmm. now about people that worked at Hooters or strip clubs and even the marry the rich guy just because probably where she's from and if you think about it like she didn't date that many people before she was so young when she married Nick so you know with life experiences you meet people that work at Hooters are like great people so I don't know if she had many, much of that because I really truly feel like it, at this conversation she was expressing what she felt and the bottom line, too, is that she's showing her privilege because I think the key is when Nick says some women have to work their way through school, 
by working at Hooters. And Jessica was never going to have to do something like that in order to make it. She had full support from her parents. You know, she had a dad who left his career in order to manage her and, you know, move her and her sister out to California. Like not everybody has that support with parents that are willing to just drop everything and dedicate everything to making their child successful. I mean, I know people that they they're in their 20s and their parents are saying to them, well, you need to get off our insurance because it's getting too high and you need to pay for your own stuff and everything. And I actually think that Hooters is a great way to like, if you're comfortable with it and you're comfortable with showing off your body a little bit, um, I think it's a great way to make some good money when you're young and you need something like that and you're not going to be able to get like a high paying job because you're still in school or even if even if you're older or whatever, you know, like it's a, it's a fine job for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just shows, you know, her life was so, so different. I mean, she always had the path and she knew what she was good at. And she, you know, I always to that point is very interesting because she was kind of like the, you know, the number three or number four competing with Mandy more all the time. And people saw her that way, but she had like an extremely successful career. You know, I mean, there's people that record demos that like never go anywhere. So Mm -hmm. yeah, she wasn't Britney or Christina, but she still had a really good career and that's kind of all she knows. So even when you see her shopping, when you see her doing things like she is spending a lot of money. Yeah. It's not Britney money at the time, but it's a lot of money. So I don't know. She really quite understands that like not everyone kind of had that. Yeah. In Casey's face through this whole thing. Now I did notice some editing that I was like, they already used that shot. <laughs> like yeah. her reaction. But it was funny. Like her face, like almost at one point, like her hands I think are like in her on her face. And she's like, <laughs> no, I don't want to be part of this. But then she jumps in and is like, and then she mentioned like the stripper thing. I think that's bullshit or BS, whatever. And I'm like, no, Casey, you were doing so good. <laughs> I know this is yeah I wrote I put this in my notes she says I totally see your whole point it's like when people say they're stripping to get through school and I think that's all bullshit I think you're stripping because you want people to look at you and I was like oh my god that is so mean yeah it's just ignorant she obviously has no idea what she's talking about you know a lot of strippers are not like that during the day you know no No, I mean, some of them have like careers, you know, or they're going back to law schools. I mean, it's like everything. There's bad apples and everything. And people like, yeah, I might just do it for easy money or whatever. But it was just all off. The whole thing was just off. But my favorite part is when the waiter comes and it just kind of wrapped it up back to like, okay, this is a, (laughs) you know, a show that we enjoy and we laugh about when they ask the waiter (laughs) if he Mm -hmm. would ever date. Like, let me ask you, would you ever date someone that wears a hood? He's like, no, I'm gay. <laughs> laughing, and it kind of goes back to death, and then being themselves, and it just the tone goes back to our normal newlyweds because that was definitely a conversation that would not fly these days on TV. Right, and that that part with the waiter at the end is so perfect. Like you couldn't write that; it was no. such a good moment. Let me ask you something. No, Nick. You, you automatically think that all girls are working hooters. Would you date one? I'm gay. No. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. I would say in this dinner, I felt like, you know, apart from Nick defending, you know, these jobs, like they they seemed very cool with each other. Like they seemed fun and sweet and the three of them together. And and that was cool, you know, because I do think like him and Casey, like you said, last episode, kind of had a good relationship and 
you see some of that in here like they're going out to dinner and it's a little bit of there like they're having fun which i kind of like seeing that and through this whole episode i wrote there like they seemed a little more sweet with each other than usual yes it didn't seem as nasty it seemed more yes. like he just really believed in his point and i agree with him and it's interesting because there's so many ways where nick is such an antiquated like primitive thinking guy and then there's some instances where he really like in this he's like no and you know they make it seem like he's saying that because he's trying to defend naked women or something because he's such a horn dog and it's not that at all he's being very open-minded and saying no like some people just like what you do for a living doesn't matter they they just have to put themselves through school like it's it doesn't make them branded for life that they did this like sexual thing or you know like she's totally shaming sex workers and he's just saying you don't understand that some people have to do things like this and also even if you don't have to like if you are a stripper who literally just likes being looked at and likes attention well who are you hurting (laughs) you know exactly exactly nobody so yeah that was that was definitely not her finest moment that I would if you have her and when you do I wonder if you could ask her about this (laughs) oh I'm sure she would feel differently now because she just seems so I mean, even back then she seemed accepting, but now she seems even more accepting of, you know, all people. And the one thing I didn't like that I did think that Nick said that was out of line is when he's he's holding up a spoon and he goes, I could argue with this spoon and it would be the same as talking to you. And that that is out of line because he's saying, well, you know, this spoon is nothing and has no opinion and has no brain. And so do you. I agree. And actually wrote that down, too. I was like, oh, like. Again, you had such a good, valid point, but then you said that and it's like you made us remember why sometimes we don't like you, Nick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was that was kind of me. Like I think I would be upset if that happened to me and then I would turn the whole argument on, you know, the person saying that to me and I would win. <laughs> yeah, it's like Nick, you were doing so well. Yeah, you And she it. even like like you said when she brings up, you know, cuz he says, "What job can you do in college that's going to make you as much money as stripping and I have seen a lot of girls talk about that like they've been like yeah it sucks I don't want to strip really but I made a thousand dollars tonight and it takes me like two weeks to make a thousand dollars at my other job you know and Jessica's like I can't believe I married the guy who's backing this up like she's acting like he's talking about something so horrible that he's defending and in 2021 if this scene aired everybody would be like she would be like canceled you know and (laughs) and he would be cheered on and everything and um jessica says we said before like she thinks that saying oh just marry a rich guy like that's so much better than than being a stripper and making your own money it's not (laughs) it doesn't make a better point no it doesn't do you understand what i'm saying no i definitely see your whole point it's not like the whole stripper thing like i'm a stripper but i'm working my way through school like i think that's all i think you're stripping because you want people to look at you that's not true oh no (laughs) oh really what other job can you do in college that's going to pay you as much as stripping i can't believe he's no i mean i married the guy Backing this up. No, I know. Date a rich guy. Oh, God. Are you me? Be a gold digger. That's much better than being a stripper. No, that's basically prostitution. Nick, being a gold digger is not prostitution. It is a oh. absolutely prostitution. Nick. It is. You're sleeping with a guy for his money. What's, but you're what's not the standing difference? on the corners and taking guy after guy. No, you think all prostitutes stand on corners? Maybe out here things are different. I wouldn't know. I can't believe that she thinks that. And Nick says gold digging is 
prostitution because you're sleeping with someone for his money. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, it's not literally prostitution, but it's it's similar, you know? Yeah, that was a weird one when he said that. I mean, uh, I guess it just depends. I think when people think prostitutes, you're thinking like standing in the corner, you know, mm-hmm. wearing like barely anything. And I mean, sleeping with a rich guy, like girls that have sugar daddies or whatever they want to call it. This is, I mean, I don't know if it's prostitution. I guess if you got to the definition, like the literal definition of it. But again, like it's kind of like some of these girls are like, they're making that choice, right? To like sleep with an older man and get the money. So it's just, I don't know if it's just like so clear. There's like a lot to that. Right. So also with him saying that, I was like, eh, I wouldn't go like as far as that. But Again, like that's not much better than work. I would prefer to go to Hooter, work at Hooters or be a stripper than just marry a rich guy that like I don't care for, I'm not attracted to. Like that's not better at all. Right, because you can you can work at Hooters or a strip club and then have actually a fulfilling relationship. Yes, a fulfilling life, a fulfilling relationship, like a career with that money. So where like if you just marry someone, you could just be totally unhappy and yeah, you have money and you're rich, but you have no relationship. So if somebody out there, you know, did marry someone for money and you're happy, like go you. But it like I said, it didn't add to her point. It really didn't. Watching this, I'm just like, uh, cringing. And then Casey's like, oh, you know, y'all both have valid points. <laughs> Jessica really doesn't have a valid point. Like she's just shaming these women that are doing sex work or I don't even think Hooters is really sex work but yeah you know it's just waitressing in a in a short little top and I actually think that those outfits are kind of cute yes I know they are super cute and every time we have gone like it's the girls are so sweet and I I actually had a a friend of mine that she graduated college and everything but she always wanted to do it and her mom did (laughs) wrote her like on her first day like you go be the best Hooter girls that you can be. And she just did it for like a like half a year. She wanted to do it to get out of her system. And then she went back and got her, you know, career going. So it's really just waitressing with like a shirt that's, yeah, a little low cut, but, you know, not that much different probably than what we're wearing these days. And with a 90s fashion back, it's like crop tops everywhere. So I don't know. I just, it's just a restaurant. Yeah. We don't judge you, Jessica, for your 2003 or 2004 opinions <laughs> yes we have moved forward but not really but yes <laughs> <laughs> well jessica something i've noticed that she does a lot when she's fighting with nick is she changes the subject to fashion or she says something cute um yeah. and that's what she does at the end of this she opens up her jacket and her shirt says tickled and she goes <laughs> i am so by this conversation <laughs> I know it was so funny like I'm so tickled at this conversation it's like she just makes him laugh and at that point you're like okay there she is <laughs> yeah because it's like how can you be mad at her when she's so cute yeah exactly you can't so then we go to this clip of Jessica also getting some prank calls and she has to go to T-Mobile and switch her phone number there's also some paparazzi pictures from this day and again a paparazzo comes into the store and he actually stands on the chair to get better shots of her and no one even says anything (laughs) I know that was so crazy um and I wonder you know with her getting that message because you know she goes back to Tina it's like just listen mom because of you this girl's calling me and it reminded me of that episode when she's on good morning America and she's like 
my mom is the worst with fans, you know, like she's just like, I said, nice to meet you. And I, I just wonder what did Tina do? Did she give out her phone number? Like what happened? Because she really blamed her for it. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that was like a weird fan interaction because of Tina. <laughs> yeah, that's how kind of I feel. She's like, it's because of you, mom. And Tina doesn't even defend herself. She's like, well, you got to change your number now. <laughs> it's like She just didn't even try to say I didn't do it. So that was really funny. <laughs> so we go next to this date that Nick and Jessica are having at Ghirardelli. And apparently there's a ton of people staring at them. We can't really see what's going on because they just focus on Nick and Jessica. But Jessica's like, what a weird life this is. And, you know, she's kind of complaining about it and she just wants to leave. And Nick says that he hates attention, which (laughs) is that really true? (laughs) Yeah, I I noticed that too. And first it's so wild because I do think that we start seeing like, how their life changed in that scene, right? Like how, mm-hmm. you know, they were getting so popular at that point, they couldn't do anything. And he says like, that's my least favorite part of, you know, and he, he wants to say famous and he kind of stops himself from saying famous because he doesn't want to use that word. I have to say, I do think like, cause you know, he did the whole album after and it was all about this. So I wouldn't say that he hates attention, but he does seem like a humble dude sometimes and I do think that he uh you know I don't know if he would be one that would want like all these paparazzi photos and I don't know I kind of get where he's coming from but I do think like he's he was smart enough to know when the attention would get him like a career or whatever it was yeah I guess that's that's totally fair because I mean I'm an actor and I wouldn't I mean if someone said you could be Britney Spears famous or something tomorrow I'd be like nope nope right no thanks. I don't like as much as I would love that level of fame would get me really good roles and stuff. I don't. That's like torture. That's like way too much. And I think yeah. the level that he was on before where he was like the star of 90 degrees, but 90 degrees was still one of the lesser known, less popular, not as successful groups. It was like a really sweet spot of fame where I think there's a lot of celebrities that kind of exist in this area. It's kind of like when you're drinking and you're just like a little buzz and everything is so great and happy and fun. And then you have that little bit more of alcohol and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I went just a little too far. You know? <laughs> you're like, I ruined it. That sweet spot. I think they were moving out of there and moving to a more stratosphere kind of level of fame. But even then... Nick was not as famous, but when he's with her, I mean, when it's the two of them together, I mean, seeing the two of them together in 2004, like my life would have flashed before my eyes. Absolutely. I mean, even when we saw them at that Red Hot and Boom event, you know, it's like, oh, like both of them together at that point were just like, you know, super powerful. But I did think in this scene was like very sweet them together. Like I I do genuinely think she was trying to have like a nice date night with him. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's like, cheers with a strawberry. And I was like, maybe that's how it was before this blew up like they you know they were very sweet to each other but then it just got ruined by someone like i love you jessica she's like okay let's go yeah yeah she's like that's my cue yeah that's my cue let's take it a go and so then they go to palm springs and they you know they show nick talking about it in the kitchen and he's like yeah we just want to get away from it all for a little while so they go with jessica's family they rent a house there what do you see when you look at that painting field of wheat in Nebraska right before a storm. I see the same thing. 
That's because two C is one. We're one twisted soul at this point. We're on vacation now. I know. Let's go christen our room. Okay, that was kind of funny. Like, that was kind of cute. Like, because at this point, you don't see a lot of those moments with them. I agree. I thought that was really sweet. Like, like, and they like kind of like high five each other. And again, this whole episode, I think we saw this just like other side that, you know, was probably like in their highest point of their relationship. Maybe it's how they behave towards each other. And it was, it was very cute. I think in a parallel universe, this whole thing of them becoming super famous and it kind of exploding without them really expecting that the show would be like this could actually have brought them closer together it could have been like oh it's us against the world if they could have gotten on the same page you know yes exactly because just like you said like seeing the two of them together would have been like and just all the all the endorsements and things that he could have jumped on with her and done together um you know and she could still do her own thing and her cover of rolling stone by herself and her Swiffer, but there's also a lot of things they could have done together. But who also knows, like with Joe in the middle and that whole thing. At the end of the day, I think it's just there was such an age difference, one, and also, you know, they couldn't get on the same page, whether it was like jealousy or whatever it was that didn't make a, make it work out. But yeah, in a parallel universe, I think they could have been huge together. Yeah, imagine if they were still together. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it would be so crazy, like. It's so weird to think about. Yeah, it's so weird. Like seeing them there is like they're just completely different people. It just doesn't even feel like the same people mm-hmm. anymore. Of course, Nick says, "Let's go, Chris, in the room." And oh. Jessica, and and he actually said it because we see his mouth move. <laughs> yes, yes, he said that. <laughs> and Jessica just goes, <laughs> "Yeah," he like moans like, "Ah." Eh. It's funny. Yeah. But I mean, I think he was clearly joking because her whole family was right there. Like, what are they going to do? You know? Yeah, exactly. He was, he was trying to be funny. And I did think it was funny when they first got to the house and I think they were like arranging the rooms. And Jessica was like, not because we're celebrities means we need the big room. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like, they're still humble. Yeah. You have to be able to be like normal with your family and not, I mean, I can't even imagine if they were like, we are Nick and Jessica. So. <laughs> We get the master bedroom. <laughs> Go sleep in the sofa, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the pool and everyone's commenting on how Jessica's wearing heels by the pool, which like, why are they surprised at this point? This is our girl. Exactly. She's so cute. Yeah, she is cute. And she makes that bunny face and she says that if they're having a fight, Nick cannot control himself. He will laugh no matter what at the bunny face. <laughs> yeah it's her face is hilarious and I do think like he genuinely was like you know that laugh that you can't stop like he couldn't stop laughing it was really funny Mm -hmm. he probably knows when when she doesn't bring out the bunny face that's when she's really mad and he better watch out right like that's a big yeah but I could see her like in the middle of like maybe that hooter conversation if it would have happened in their house like she just makes that face and you're like whatever I agree with you (laughs) start laughing Yeah, it was really cute to see him react that way at the pool and just be just bowled over with laughter. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, like them being in that house, because you're obviously so relaxed on vacation. Like, again, he was just almost like he always has this guard up through a lot of the episodes, especially like season two, you know, once they have become really big. But like in this one, when they're in Palm Springs, 
just feels like he's chill, you know, like he's just relaxed. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just like a different Nick. I agree. Then the so Nick and Joe go out golfing together and the girls are all back at the house and they're like making smoothies and stuff. And then they get home and Joe accidentally walks out and sees all of the girls sunbathing topless. (laughs) I know. Like, I think he's complaining. Like, they didn't know he was going to come home, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously now, you know, we know that he probably wasn't really interested in seeing naked women. But uh, Tina goes, Joe was the big winner. He saw all the girls with their tops off. Oh, it's just so weird. <laughs> I know, especially because Jessica and Ashley were out there like, mm. Yeah, like his daughters. I, I, it's just another enigma of Joe. And I know we got like a little bit on her book about him. But, you know, she was very respectful, I think, of like not sharing news that weren't her to share and stuff. But, you know, there's so much about Joe that like we just don't know. It's definitely, definitely weird. Yes. As I've said before, I'm ready for Joe's book. Oh, yes. Gosh, I would read it. (laughs) Absolutely. So Tina and Jess are making baked beans, and they're literally baking the beans. (laughs) And they accidentally spill them everywhere. And Jessica thinks it's gross for Tina to scoop the beans that landed on the oven and include them back into the food. And Tina says, oh, we'll just nuke them, meaning like put them in the microwave and that'll kill it if there's any germs Ugh. like it'll kill them and jessica's like nuke them <laughs> <laughs> i was getting grossed out by that scene i'm not gonna lie like i would have not gotten them from the oven there because i think it's like there's germs there and it's already beans and they look kind of gross and she's like well we're not gonna waste them and it's putting them back and then the net seems like people eating them and saying these are good i'm like oh gross <laughs> yeah i think if it was like my oven that i know that i clean it and i know what i clean it with and stuff i would feel different but this was a rented house yeah and they don't know like they could use some really heavy duty oven cleaner on that or something that would not be good to ingest i know and it was like there was so much beans they didn't need that little you know i mean they spilled <laughs> a lot but i think I don't think they went through that whole tray of beans. They would have been just fine. (laughs) Right. So then we get a glimpse of Miss Ashley who's there. And I think what's interesting is that Ashley's hair is not fully black yet. It's freshly dyed. Like I think she had just dyed her hair and it wasn't fully processed into the black yet. It was a little bit reddish, lighter, you know? I noticed that because I had to actually like do a double take because it had been so long since I've seen that episode. And I was like, Wait, is that Ashley? Like, it took a second. Yeah, like, her hair was, it looked kind of reddish. So it was like, wait, but this was a time, you know, she was already famous because the next episode is when, you know, Jessica goes to see her half blind. So I was like, that was really interesting. (laughs) But it was cool because, like, you're like, wow, Ashley, like, you don't know what's to come. You know, at that point, like, she's still just kind of getting famous. And it's like seeing her before she exploded. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny to see, like, girl, you have no idea what's about to happen to you. <laughs> yeah, just like watching the first couple episodes from her show, like, wow, you have no clue, like, your life is gonna change. But it was cool seeing her and, you know, they're all sitting there and Joe's trying to do the whole story and oh god. I thought that was funny too, Joe, because like, they ask him what Passover is and he's trying to explain it and I think he got kind of nervous in front of the cameras, but also mm. they kept interrupting him and stuff so he couldn't really, like, explain it and then Ashley just goes 
well, I don't really know about the Bible. And Joe goes, because you never listened. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, oh, that's Ashley. Like, she was the rebel, you know? She, like, marched at the beat of her own drum. Exactly. Jess was a good girl who listened to all the sermons and, you know, singing at the church. And Ashley was just, I love Courtney Love and Hole. And I'm going to, you know, like, I love, like, I want to be like Drew Barrymore and like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was funny how they kept interrupting him. And they're like, come on, say it like a preacher, Joe. <laughs> and he's just like oh, all these women. <laughs> I know. Let the man speak. I know. Sad. Now, I do have to tell you, I have this theory, which is, Again, I think the production background on me of Miller Lite, because we know that they all love Miller Lite, especially Nick at the beginning, right? But then it's like, they used to blur things and then they didn't. So I like research if like Newlyweds ever got sponsored by Miller Lite, because they have it there at the table when they're having lunch outside. But he actually, Nick shared a post and it was not that long ago, like maybe a couple of years ago. He's like, dreams come true, finally sponsored by Miller Lite. So I was like, Ah, I guess they really did love Miller Lite at that point. It was like their to-go drink. I, You know what? I think that makes sense that they would be sponsored by them because that kept coming up and kept being shown. Yeah, and when he turned 30, like that huge Miller Lite cake and then like you're going to have Miller Lite for a year. So I wonder maybe he got this post or this sponsorship like by himself not that long ago. But I feel like they had to be part of new, be part of Newlyweds because it was on and they would purposely show like a shot of Miller Lite. So I was like, right. I think this is sponsored. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize how many things that are sponsored and it's not as talked about, especially today, because, you know, when you post something on Instagram, you technically have to put ad. But there are still like things that happen under the table where they just pay a celebrity to hold a certain drink or wear a certain thing. And it, they don't reveal that it's an ad, but it is. Absolutely. I mean, even in movies, you know, there's like, you know, we were watching Mad Men the other day and Mad Men is like a really old show and obviously they need period pieces and items from that time. But, you know, you see Ritz crackers a little bit and then you start seeing it a lot and they're eating Ritz crackers. I'm like, they totally sponsor that, of course, you know, and then Pepsi and all the all these things. But we just live in such a different world now, like influencing influencer didn't exist back there. But, but like people were getting sponsorships. Like I bet you that 30th birthday he had, like all things were probably given by people. Totally. I think people like you and I who are kind of in the business in a way were like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, because it does make you want it. If you like that product and maybe oh, yeah. you haven't bought it for a while and then you see someone drinking it or eating it, you're like, oh, I really want that. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything they had. And I mean, we'll get into fashion, I'm sure at some point in the segment here, but like, Oh, yeah. I mean, she changed. She was such a big influence on fashion at that time, along with her bags, her phone, the sidekick, all of these things. Yes, definitely. And actually, in the next scene, they get Baja Fresh and they clearly show a shot of the bag. Yes, they do. They do. So I do think like it was kind of like, you know, that marketing thing before it became what it is now, which is like every other post on Instagram. Mm hmm. So yeah, this is the last scene of the episode and it ties into the celebrity issues thing. Random people just coming up and ringing their doorbell, which yeah. I think is crazy because I actually just saw a TikTok where um, it's like a the whole TikTok account is 
just this guy driving around Hollywood showing the front of celebrities' houses and they showed Ashley and Evan's house. It has a oh. gate, but it's very much, it's a house on the block. It's not hidden, you know, it's, I mean, if I was a celebrity, I think I would want my house to be back further from my gate because it seemed like yeah, not that hard to like, you know, if especially if someone's putting it on TikTok like that. And I kind of wanted to comment and say like, hey, this isn't, this isn't really great of you. I mean, I'm sure they have security cameras and everything, but still, I don't know. I just, I didn't like that it was so exposed that way. I agree. I mean, I think like as obsessed as I am with like pop culture and like all my knowledge of it, I would always be respectful. Like I would never go to someone's house. I'm, even when I've seen celebrities, like if I'm in New York and it's like they're in the subway, things like that, I don't bother them because it's like, it's not the time, you know, these people are like just trying to live their lives and yeah, they entertain us and all of that, but to just go to someone's front door, like those kids. And I know they were like young kids, but still like not cool. Mm, yeah. And they must've lived in that community, right? Because it's right. a gated community. So um, yeah, that's crazy to just go right up to their door. Like driving, like I've driven by celebrities houses before. Yeah. Just because it's, you know, if you're with your friends and you're just like, oh my gosh, doesn't, you know, didn't the Jonas Brothers used to live here? Because I live in New Jersey. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it's like, oh yeah, like let's go drive past their house. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, they didn't live in the house anymore anyway when we drove by, but like even if they had lived there, I never would have even gotten out of the car. I just drive by, don't bother them at all, you know, but that's just so invasive and God forbid, I mean, look what happened to John Lennon. He got shot outside of yeah. his apartment building and like, God forbid, Nick had opened that door and it had been someone malicious. They could have forced their way in. They could have hurt all of them. I can't believe Nick even opened the door because that was kind of giving them the satisfaction of, oh, we saw Nick, you know? exactly yeah I did think it was crazy that he opened the door but I was like okay well like I think at that time because they lived in the gated community they people wouldn't be able to get in there unless they lived there so they were just like young dumb kids but yeah I mean I even took like early on you know when I went to LA the first few times like the celebrity tours and I mean I remember like we stopped at Jessica Alva's house and it was just like you just walk to the door like you don't get off but if you wanted to you know, you could, it was just no gate. It was just like, this is my door. This is her. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I almost felt guilty for taking the door because like you're giving these people's addresses out. And that's where like, you have to draw the separation between like, okay, I love pop culture, but you know, that's like a completely different level. Cause just as a regular person, I don't want anyone showing unannounced people that I know, like my family. <laughs> so mm -hmm. imagine some stranger just knocks on your door. Like that, can that has to be really scary. Yeah, I ugh, those tours that would drive me crazy, especially if you're just trying to leave your house. Like what if Ashley, you know, was trying to just take her dog for a walk or something when that guy was driving by and Yeah. I mean, I know that it's kind of like tacky to as a celebrity to be like life is so hard, but I do think that there is a really big trade-off there. Like yes, it's a great life, but it's also scary. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I saw something like, I don't know, Selena Gomez was on something. And she's one, I know we're like going off subject, but just talking about celebrities, like she's one that I feel like she seems sad about being famous, you know, like, and she said something like, if you know, would you do it again in another life? And she was like, nope, you know, and it's just like, yeah, she's a, you know, millionaire or whatever, but I do feel like it has to be hard. Like, I think the people that have it best is like, you get a really good role in a show, maybe your secondary character, like you're still famous enough, you make good money, but you're not being chased by paparazzi 24-7. Like once you hit that level, yeah, life has to be hard. I agree. 
I totally agree because I'm an actress and I never I think when I was probably like 10 I wanted to be like Britney or whatever but then once yeah. you get older and you realize what happens to these people and the trade-off that it is I always say that I would love to be like Parker Posey do you know um, who I'm talking about <laughs> I don't, but I'm going to Google her right now. <laughs> See, you'll recognize her once you Google her. That's the, exactly what my point. She is very respected. She's oh, yes. done a bunch of great projects. Sometimes she does high-paying, big movies. Other times she does indie projects. And she's very successful. She's been working steadily for 20-plus, 30 years, you know, but yeah. she's not on the cover of tabloids. And I think that would be, like, the perfect kind of career. Exactly. Like, you're good. You do what you love. But, like, at some point, you have to hit what you do and I think that's why like you know the Olsen twins went into fashion yeah there there's paparazzis around them but they've got like completely got themselves out of Hollywood however they also made a lot of money young so that's the difference right you know they're kind of set up for life at a very young age versus you know an actor that has to work to pay bills so Mm -hmm. yeah it's a crazy crazy world yes and you know, in tune with that, Jessica says, I don't think I want this lifestyle anymore. I know. And that seemed like a line, right? That was added. Do you feel that? Yeah, it was kind of like, well, let's wrap this up. (laughs) Exactly. With a nice pretty bow on top. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it felt like. But I wonder if they got it from like another episode because that one didn't sound as recorded as the one where they leave Palm Beach. So I was wondering, um, you know, what that was. But yeah. You had that life after, girl, and it was crazy. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of the episode. Now we can get into our fashion segment. It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. There was so much on this episode. Oh, my God. There's so much. Did you have one that stood out to you or that you liked the most? Ooh, that's a hard question. Okay. And, like, I actually took notes on every single outfit and her and Casey other people I mean I think that she looked really pretty and we didn't see like her whole outfit or anything but at the beginning where they're yawning she just has like her curls hair down she kind of has just like a simple white shirt and the like kind of layer necklaces and I felt like smoky eye and I just thought that was just such a classy outfit that you could wear today and totally rock it so I think because I work in like a corporate world, that's why I always related to Jessica in the fashion way. And that was like an outfit. Like, I'm like, oh, I would wear that to work. So I love that. I thought I thought she looked really pretty. But the second one that where we see like her whole outfit, I was like, that was so 2004. Like we all had those pieces was when she goes to Lisa Klein. Right. So thank you. I have to I have to give a shout out to Amanda for yes. helping me because she actually sent me a list of like everything that Jessica's wearing with the actual oh. designers. <laughs> so funny because I messaged Amanda to so shout out to her because she's awesome. And I was like, can you tell me who, what bag this is? Because I'm going to record with Leah. And so I'm glad that she sent all this to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Cause I was like, Oh, we're going to talk about this outfit. And I know that it was, there was tons of pictures from it. And she has, Amanda has this bag that Jessica's carrying and I mean if you don't know who I'm talking about that's strange because this is the Jessica community but it's (laughs) Jessica underscore Simpson underscore tribute is Amanda and she's been on the podcast multiple times and is one of Jessica's biggest fans so um, I'm gonna go through what she's wearing so she's wearing Roberto Cavalli sunglasses 
Um, she's wearing bracelets by a brand called Nathan and Mo by Nancy Leibowitz, and she's wearing a coral. One is coral, one is petrified wood, and the other one is low light. Uh, she's wearing also Nathan and Mo by Nancy Leibowitz cluster 18 karat gold uh, earrings, and then she's wearing the gaucho pants are rachel pally and ashley also wears those all the time in this era they both have the white and the black and then the shoes are yves saint laurent the barcelona slide in the color rose the only thing we don't have the brand of is the tank top which i actually really like the tank top too it's like a beige tank top with flowers and pearls on it and I love this outfit. It's just such classic. If you're going out casual day shopping in this era, what you would wear. Oh, and the bag. I forgot to say with the bag the, is the, oh, yeah. the best part. Um, the bag is a brand called Devi Crowell. Oh. And it's the um, the snakeskin matte gold bag. And you can still get this from resellers. Amanda just got it as a gift. So, um, And I think Colleen from Jessica Newlywood Style has it as well. And this is one of my favorite pieces that Jessica has. I really like it and I would carry it today. Yeah, totally. I love that bag. And I know somebody sent it to Amanda and she didn't know who it was. So if you want to send it to my door, I'd be happy. <laughs> Literally. But, uh, I need gifts. <laughs> we can uh, just... DM us and we'll give you our addresses. <laughs> but yeah, I would carry this bag. Like I actually found a couple at Target that kind of have that similar look and that size, and I totally rock it just because it makes me feel like Jessica. I wear yes. them. Yes. Let's see. There's so many. Um, oh, yeah. We already talked about her her little tickled shirt. <laughs> yes, um, and she had like a little tiny black headband there that was really cute mm-hmm. she looks so pretty in that scene just she's the queen of no makeup and hair slicked back into a low bun she looks so good like that always yeah very pretty we do have the bucket hat outfit but it's a very quick scene when she gets that voicemail but she looked adorable there yeah she had on like an, a bright orange sweater with like eyelets in it and i think she has a similar one in white and that was like it's almost like mesh, but like with a wider knit. Yeah. Her flare jeans that she always wears, her signature. And the that fedora, it's like a fedora slash bucket hat, and it has a bow tied around it. Like that would, if you wore that today, like some of the stuff she wears is timeless, and then this is like the opposite of timeless. Like it would just be so, what Justin Timberlake hellhole <laughs> did you crawl out of? Go back in it. I know I know there's a I have to give a shout out to Laguna Via she has a podcast and she says the one thing I hope never comes back are fedoras and I have to agree they're just I don't think they they travel well Quote. no um I think she looks really gorgeous in the scene where they go to T-Mobile and she's wearing like a pink shirt and a fur jacket with a dark pink bag which I believe is Gucci but I'm not sure and this that is it is. Yeah, um, it's a Gucci bag. And she wore, I don't know if you noticed this, but this is the same outfit she has on when they're arguing about the housekeeper in another episode. Right, exactly. Just another example of how they just, they take like three months of footage and just mix it all up in a blender. <laughs> exactly. But she does look so pretty there. Like her makeup's on point and she has the pink Uggs and everything. So it's, I think she has a pink outfit, so she's adorable there. I love that outfit. Like, I would wear that now. Same. Um, it gets cold in Florida. <laughs> um, 
I, she also looks gorgeous, again, with slicked back hair on the date that they go on. She's yeah. definitely dressed up for the date, and she looks really cute. And um, she has, like, on – it's hard to see because it's dark, but she's wearing, like, a dark-colored fur coat and long, huge bell-bottoms like she always wears, like the bell-bottoms where you can't see her shoes. And she has yeah. these really sparkly, beautiful earrings on, and they're very showcased because her hair is completely slicked back. And she just looks so radiant and – fancy I love that she dressed like that just to go out to Ghirardelli like it shows she was you know putting in effort like it's date night you know yeah it's exactly and you know you wonder like because you know we do see some scenes in other episodes where she's like doing her own makeup and stuff and like she was good at it like you know pulling her hair back and stuff like I don't think she was getting like you know a glam squad for this show like the Kardashians you know they're their glam squad for everything like she was good at putting herself together, which is why it's relatable now because, you know, it's like it's her, you know, it's her touch of picking these pieces and doing her hair and stuff. Absolutely. I also liked um, when they first got to Palm Springs. I feel like this outfit that she's wearing is totally something that I would have thrown together in eighth grade and thought I looked so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she clearly had just had a blowout. So I don't understand why she had a hat on because her hair looks so good. I know. Um, but she had on like a green hat, a baseball cap, and she has this bright like teal tank top and then a Chloe like cut off sweat kind of top and then these like light colored like cargo camo pants and this huge white bangle and heels on. And it's just so Jessica and so early 2000s to pair the cargo pants with the heels. I think she probably had a little too much going on with like the big bangle and the hat. Like I think she should have taken the hat off and she would have been good. Yeah, I agree. It was one of those where like I have a picture actually and I will send to you if you want to post this episode where I have like a similar outfit like that. And it's just the bangle says it all, like those gigantic bangles that you have to put up like your elbow so they wouldn't come down. Um, but yeah, it would have felt so cool like wearing that in high school or like, you know, eighth grade. Like, yeah, I'm rocking it. <laughs> I just put all these different colors together. Like, I don't care if they match. I look cool. Totally. And then there's a bunch of juicy couture tube top dresses by the pool, which we always see on the show. And there's yeah. a white one, a baby blue one. Tina has a yellow one. Ashley has a white one on. I used to have a pink one. <laughs> oh, so fun. <laughs> I know. I mean, I felt like in this scene when they're at the house, I'm like, the juicy just send them like their whole collection and all the sizes so all the women could wear them because they just like that's what they're living on. They have so many colors, but those were so cute and like I would actually wear one now especially living in Florida like you could totally rock it all the time they're so cute I love that I think it's so easy just by the pool and then you could also wear it if you go out shopping or whatever yeah with heels of course of course <laughs> then she has when they're leaving Palm Springs she has bright green juicy matching suit and she wears green earrings with it. This was like the era of very matchy-matchy. So you could wear like green shoes, green pants, green earrings, green hat, green makeup. You could do that. Absolutely. Yeah. That, it, nobody care. Like green shoes, green socks, go for it. It wasn't too much. It was just – no matter what you did, it was it was enough. It wasn't too yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> it will never be enough. <laughs> And then in the last scene, I think my favorite fashion moment is that Jessica's wearing I Love Lucy pajamas. I know. That so, was cute. so cute. Yeah, I, I actually, I like, I love, love, I love Lucy. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was, she looks so adorable. And again, I think she's like not wearing any makeup in this scene, which she just like 
so naturally beautiful. Yes, queen of no makeup. Yes, and I do have to shout out Casey. She has this really cute sweater, and I think it's Tommy Hilfiger when they go out to eat at P.F. Chang's. Um, you don't see much of it, but like the sleeve, I think it has like a little Tommy Hilfiger, and she just Casey too, like just would throw in something. But her hair was so awesome, and no makeup, she looks so pretty. And I was like, oh, that's such a cute sweater. Like I will wear that now. Yeah, I always think Casey looks so cute, even when she's not trying or whatever and by the way I think I've said this before but Casey now looks like even better than she did I don't know what she did to her face but she does not age and she looks so good I know she's like a hot mama she is she always looks so good (laughs) so that brings us to our wrap up here where we can rate the episode and I know that you've heard every episode of our show so you know about our rating system But if anybody else doesn't, we don't rate like three out of five stars. We pick something from the episode and we use that. So for instance, you know, I rate this episode four out of five cans of chicken of the sea or whatever. So Lila, what do you rate this episode and why? I rate this episode five out of five juicy couture pool dresses. (laughs) Because I... I think there was so much like I know they put a bunch of different clips together in here but I did appreciate like a lot of different scenes a lot of different fashion which was awesome and I mean for what they did what they had to work with they put a pretty good episode together I agree I agree I think I'm gonna I'm not gonna go that high but I think I'm gonna give it hmm I think I'm gonna give it four out of five strippers working their way through college because because I don't like Jessica's kind of rude way of talking about these women and it's so rare that I would rate something down because of Jessica usually it's Nick Um, but I really like I have to give the four stars because I love that Nick has the right idea I love that he's defending these women Um, I think that it's actually really interesting how they show the whole celebrity thing on this. Yeah. I think they did a good job because they don't they don't show them like going to a red carpet event or being on stage having people scream for them. Like we all know that that happens. They show more like these are just regular people sitting on, you know, having their Baja fresh in their pajamas and this is what's happening. So I yeah. think they did a good job with the episode even though, you know, the editing is choppy and whatever. I I like the clips that they chose. And then I think adding in, I think the Hooters scene is really interesting. I think that you could look at it from a bunch of different perspectives. And, you know, we could probably sit here and if we had, you know, more people on here, we could probably debate that for a lot longer. So I think it's a really good, interesting episode. Yeah, absolutely. And it had a lot of depth. Like, you know, there's some episodes that are just fillers, but this one just felt like there was like an important issue that came up. And then there was just a lot more depth to it because we really in this episode I think is one of my favorites if not my favorite we saw their lives changing and to now be here like so many years later and see what their life became it's it's insane so this episode just opened that door totally and oh I have to mention that we all know Derek right another Jessica super fan he actually mentioned that he thinks that maybe in the scene she was upset because he said I think that she has a personal connection to hating on Hooters because her high school bully ended up working there so that might be why she was like well any girl who works at Hooters is you know 
low class or whatever she would have said at the end of that sentence because and maybe she didn't finish that sentence because she knew it was going to be like a shady (laughs) comment and she was thinking about that girl but she couldn't really like bring that up and get into detail with that so that's just yeah I think that maybe like is a little bit of insight because normally Jessica isn't mean like that with other people you know no no she's a very nice girl like she always says I'm spoiled but I'm a nice girl and she Mm -hmm. really is so I think that could be she had a personal connection with it but overall a great episode and so so much fun to rewatch it yes this was so much fun Lila thank you so much for coming on the podcast yes I had such a good time I I just love the little community again and I just I had a blast recording so thank you for having me I know that you have some projects that you're working on that are coming out in 2022 so do you want to let everybody know where they could follow you to see what's coming up Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at Lila's Little Finds. Spells like Layla, but it's Lila, L-A-I, Lila's Little Finds. So yeah, I have some pop culture projects that I'm working on and I'm very excited about um, to launch in 2022. So stay tuned because again, I just have a master's degree on pop culture. Love it. Do you actually? No, (laughs) I wish. I was like, is that a degree? Because I need to get it. If I did, I would have just not even have to have gone to school. I just would take like, you know, the last test or whatever and probably pass it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I figured you were just being metaphorical, but I was like, I don't want to assume because who knows? That's so funny. I would, I always say like, I would love to teach classes in pop culture and how it, how it affects life and art imitating life and life imitating art and all that kind of stuff. We could, we could go on forever talking about it. We could. People see it as like a quote unquote sometimes waste of time of watching TV. But I'm like, no, no, no. Like this is my hobby, right? Like you like to go ride bicycles. Mine is to watch early 2000s pop culture. Like it's not a waste of time. It's what I like to do for fun. (laughs) Exactly. Time you enjoy wasting was not wasted. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Lila. And we'll be back next week. I don't know. Will it be... I don't know what's coming next week. We'll just have to wait and see. So thank you everybody for listening and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessicast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessicast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.